0: Hi there, I'm Cheryl Thibault with the Walk of Life podcast show, and I am here today with Dr. Amber Ann Lyon, the CEO and founder of Pain to Purpose Incorporated. Dr. Lyon is an ordained pastor in New York, an ordained elder, an intercessory prayer leader, a podcast host, a producer, author, global youth leader, and transformational speaker. Against Domestic Violence and Youth Advocates. Wow. Welcome to the show, Dr. Amber Lyon. Thank
1: you so much. So thank you so much for having me here today. I am honored to be with you and to be your special guest. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. The purpose of our show is actually passion, purpose, and people. So we love to hear people's stories on everything. And I can't wait till we get into yours. It's so exciting. So <laughs> um, in your chapter, so you wrote the chapter in the book, Visionary Women Leaders, and it shows there in the background. And your chapter was Passionate Purser of Purpose. Is that correct?
1: Passionate Pursuer of Purpose, yes.
0: Do you want to give us a little roundabout overview on that? Well, um, with my um,
1: life's uh, journey and with my organization From Pain to Purpose Incorporated um, and us coming, being in the midst of a two-year pandemic, that's something that I've been speaking a lot about. Um, um, I spoke about it um, last year at a leadership conference. Um, I've spoken about it too um, at an all staff meeting recently at a corporate meeting um, to empower their staff. I've been sharing that message and I am a passionate person. That's one of the things that when people speak to me, they always say that they, even if it's over the phone, they say they can feel my passion. Um, And even when I pray and when I speak and when I talk about the things that I love and the things that I'm doing, People always say they can feel my passion. So, I and purpose is something that my life is all about. Is something that is my constant message. It's my, it's my, my what, my where, my why. So, to be uh, uh, in a time of a two-year span of where a lot of people have lost their passion, lost and uh, lost their purpose, and some don't even haven't even connected or don't even know what their purpose is. I have been speaking the message of being a passionate pursuer of purpose because we know in the midst of the pandemic, many have gotten lost, stagnated, uh, immobilized, stuck. So we want to continue, even in, in the midst of a pandemic, we want to continue to pursue purpose.
0: Perfectly said. And this is so true because so many people sat at home and watched all the latest Netflix series. The kids played on their video games and people like you got busy getting busy and making a difference in the world.
1: You know, I think all of us should have had some times, even if we are making dif- a difference in the world, and even if we are, you know, um, pursuing purpose, we have to still have those moments where we Netflix and chill too. We yeah. still need, because that's a part of being able to continue to pursue your purpose is making sure that you are taking care of self and have those moments of self-care and those times of pulling away and resetting. And that's part of what I talk about as well. So, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, 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 but I've been busy. You're right. <laughs> right
0: about that. You have been busy. You have a program called Healing Pain Through the Arts, and it's dedicated to the youth, and mm-hmm. um, it's acknowledged globally. Can you speak on that for a little bit?
1: Oh, certainly. Um, in our organization, um, from Pain to Purpose Incorporated, it was launched and in, in birth as um, a domestic violence and teen dating violence advocacy organization um, but in doing the work of working with the teen dating violence i was working in schools and uh training young people within the arts and things of that nature in regards to uh putting on programs such as healing pain through the arts open mic night where we talked about um what's love got to do with it in so many different various forms through dance through drama through a uh, spoken word through rap through uh, uh visual painting, whatever the art form was, we coached them for about six weeks and let them um, put on their pieces. And it was all in honor of Teen Data Violence Awareness Month. So our work has been, um, had begun working so heavily with youth and not just domestic violence victims until the, the, our youth program was birthed called Healing Pain Through the Arts. And it was actually birthed through my son. My son is an artist and I have uh, I've managed him for many, many, many years. He's kind of doing his uh, independent thing right now, but um, I managed him, we've toured together. He's been on TV. He's all kinds of things he's done with his music, using his music to help inspire other people. And um, I, I it, it was birthed in me through God uh, that this youth program will be called Healing Pain Through the Arts because I saw him use his music to help heal some of the pain that he had experienced in his life. So that's how Healing Pain Through the Arts was birthed. And we worked with young people all over and and worked in various schools, colleges, you know, um, working with young people on, on various platforms. And we opened up collaborative opportunities and doors to be able to give young people a voice Healing Pain Through the Arts is all about educating our community. It's about celebrating the gifts and talents of our youth. And it's about cultivating love and healing um, in our community. So love, love and healing in our community. So it's all about um, having young people to be able to express their voice of the things that they're dealing with or something that they may be seeing that's in, in society. It may not be a personal story, but something that's just affecting them, but it's giving them a voice, but not just a voice, but a healthy voice. Trying to give them the skills to be able to use a healthy voice to build healthy relationships, because we have recognized that in a lot of young people's relationships, and not just dating, but yes, dating as well, there's a lot of volatile, you know, sometimes um, um, language and uh, behavior patterns that are used to express how they feel. And even in the entertainment industry, in which we work for many, many years with my son and in other areas, we see that very heavily, even with sometimes women and young girls not being valued and called things that maybe uh, are not, not so nice. So we want to give them the tools to understand how to value themselves, how to value one another, and how to express with a healthy voice how you are feeling about things. So the Healing Pain Through the Arts has, it has gone from just that small birthing of a vision to now where we are celebrating young people through our Healing Pain Through the Arts Um, uh, it was called Teen Spotlight Awards, but now it's Youth Spotlight Awards, where we we just had our last one on September the 25th, 2021, where we honor young people. This time it was about those who have remained resilient during the COVID-19 pandemic. Previously, it was for young people who have uh, uh will had experienced life. Challenges and adversities, and was using their gifts and talents to inspire other people uh, from through what they experienced. But this year, last year, God gave me honor these young people who have remained resilient during the COVID nineteen pandemic, and my team and I did that, and it was a phenomenal event. And um, you know, we have things like the You Speak Out podcast, which is a podcast of young people who. Uh, they they run the show. I used to be the host and everything, but now I'm in production and they run the show. They do the agenda, they do the 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 the, the, the conversations and everything. And um, that's all you know all over the um, the net and um, they people can locate it on YouTube and on Instagram and just support these young people that are amazing young people doing amazing things and not worrying about topics. Uh, being untouched because they, they, will, they will take on any topic, which they valiantly did during the COVID-19 pandemic, mm-hmm. all topics that were difficult to approach. Wow. They handled it with, with, with um, great, um, I would say, excellence. So Feeling wow. Paid Through the Arts is our baby that has grown and um, it's blessed a lot of young people.
0: Wow. Two things I for sure want to say about that. Number one is it's awesome that you can work with your son to put a program like that together. And it must be so rewarding, not just to work with your family, but to see the healing in these people, you know, to see where they come into your program and where they leave. And that must just be so, I mean, I, it would burn a fire in my heart, even though it was just so awesome. That's fabulous. Yeah. It's it's
1: amazing because, you know, you can see growth in some, and you can see how sometimes they, you know, uh, 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 will rethink how they would have handled something before they can see the world as one of the things about these young people is they're going to deal with the real, you know? Where sometimes adults might not want to deal with a head on. They don't have that problem. They're gonna deal with the real and they're gonna tell you the real. And um, sometimes it might not come out.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: With a, it might need a filter on it. But um, that's that that is the world in which we live today. You know, we live in a world full of creative, intelligent, very, very smart young people. But on the flip side, a lot of times they don't have that wherewithal to go through a lot. So they will walk away from things if something is not working right or whatever have you. They, they like when we, you know, come from the old school, you're loyal to a fault and you hang in there forever. You stay at jobs that's not doing you right, not paying you right, not whatever. You stay there because of loyalty or the. the these young people not doing that. <laughs>
0: they out. Okay. It's true. Yeah, it's true. I mean, people stay together for life just because they got married doesn't make it right, doesn't make them happy, but they just stay there because, you know, and you're right, the kids of today, uh-uh, I'm not going through that. I'm moving on, you know,
1: so good
0: for them to be authentic to themselves. And that's really important because I grew up in an era where we were just taught to, you know, hide our feelings, just, you know, and and guilty. I taught my kids, you know what, just hide it, we're going to get through this, you know, just tough it up and suck it in, you know, and away we go. But today, that's not the way. And, and I can see that, you know, thank God, my kids are heartfelt people. And they do have that in them to to say how they're feeling, trust me. (laughs) But I'm blessed that way.
1: That's why so many of us today really need to, you know, have therapy because we have so much trauma and so many hidden secrets and so much stuff that wasn't spoken. And, you know, we're not empowering our young people to have a voice. Now, we want them to have a healthy voice Mm -hmm. and we want them to have a respectful voice, but we want them to have a voice. We want them to be able to articulate How they're feeling and how things are making them feel, how people are making them feel. And, you know, so the world is changing. We're shaping a new generation of leaders. You know, we say that the, our young people are leaders of tomorrow, but I beg to differ. They really are leaders of today. They're entrepreneurs. They're running businesses. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're graduating out of <laughs> college at teenage years and things like that. So we really have to be able to not be afraid of the changing of the guard and not be afraid of there's a generational divide. Uh, between the elders and the young people where the young people don't respect or revere the elders and the elders don't want to hear from the young people because they feel like they're disrespectful they need to be seen and not heard stay in their place but we I, one of the things that really um has burdened my heart and one of the things that i've been working on is um a program to be able to bridge the gap and to be able to rebuild the uh the, the bridge that has the divided us in these generations and be able to have the young people to understand that. See, like a lot of the uh, uh, opportunities that I provide to the young people, because thank God with the connections and stuff that I have, I've been able to provide quite a few opportunities for young people that have been a blessing to them, even, even, you know, some financially. However, they don't come from other young people. They come from adults. So if you want to be able to receive the blessings that come from the hands of the adults, you still have to be able to hear them. You can't just want to take what they have to offer, but you don't want to take their advice, their wisdom. We have to be able to, and the young, older generation needs to be able to hear the younger generation. We have to be able to give them an opportunity to know that they're valuable, that we need them. How can we effectively... Um, 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 work together with them if we shun them, if we talk about them when they're down, if we don't give them a helping hand, if we don't support them. I am wholeheartedly a supporter of our young people and no, they don't do everything right all the time, neither do we, but that's why that communication has to continue to be developed and continue to be sharpened and continue to be, you know, um, 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 uh, available to from one side to the other and not shut down, so that's one of the things that's really burned my heart. And and the, 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 the mantra that I use around that is called, it takes a village. We have to go back to that old African proverb of it takes a village and stop being tunnel vision where it's just about my child and my children and my household. No, because what goes on in your household and your children come to school and they interact with other kids, it's affecting other people. So we have to understand that we need to come back together as a community and be able to uh, uh, understand that we really need one another to be able to raise up these young people properly and to be able to work together as a community filled with love and and healing. You know, we hurt people hurt people, and that's the problem. We need to be healed Mm -hmm. to be able to do the work that we need to do. And that's one of the things that my organization stands on is healing from the inside, Out because you know we can look good on the outside, but be toe up from the flow (laughs) up
0: on (laughs) the inside. Well, now I know why they call you the Queen of smoochies (laughs) I can see how you got that title. I can feel your big loving arms going out to everyone in a big, big hug.
1: Yes, it's all about love. Even God says, "With love and kindness, have I drawn thee?" You know, Love covers a multitude of sins and faults. And if we continue to move in these evil ways and these ways that are negative and that are destructive and that tear one another down and use our words, the power of life and death are in our tongue. And if we can speak life and speak love, even when you have to correct. We can do it in a way that is filled with love, that people can receive it. But we get in our feelings, and we get attitudes, and we want to tell people off and use all these colorful words. That's not helping anything. You put people on defense. You put people in in a box. People don't want to communicate. You don't want to do, and that's what's happening. So even inside the home you know, during the pandemic, marriages have fallen apart. Yeah. People didn't want to be, because they never spent so much time together before. Now they can't stand each other. They're getting on each other's nerves. No, we got to learn how to be able to show love and be able to, you know, understand that we really do need one another. I remember telling uh, my daughter, my son-in-law, when I was, I stayed with them for a while during the pandemic, when they shut down in 2022, I thought I was going to stay over there for like a week or so, because my son was in college. He was in his last semester of um, his senior year in college. And I hadn't seen him in months. The whole pandemic during that time, I didn't see him because they shut everything down in college and he, the professors was killing them with work. What was supposed to be the best time of their life in college turned out to be one of the most difficult because it was a senior year, getting ready to go on this spring break and everything, everything got shut down. Yeah. And so I went and stayed with my daughter, my son-in-law. And I was just talking about how important it is just to being in the house just to hug one another every day. You know, we pass by each other. People that are single people, they don't have somebody at home that they can just hug every day. So when we have a family, we have to remember to sh- hug, embrace. You know, not that you got to be hugged up all day, but at some point, embrace one another during the day. That's healing. It, it does. There's so many health benefits in people being hugged every day. And some people didn't didn't have that. You know, so. Love is so important. It's vital. So I'm definitely um, <laughs> a proponent and a woman who loves people and love what I do. So, yep, that, that name kind of got stuck. And I would always be saying smooches at the end of meetings and things like that. People would be like, oh, queen of smooches. <laughs> I would call <laughs> everybody queens. And so it's like queen of Smooch. So that, that began to stick. That's and awesome. That was my- part of my
0: brand (laughs) well it's a great title to have I know yesterday I was kind of in a little funk mood and and um I just I live single and I hear what you're saying and I just went over to my daughter's house and walked in and I just my little grandson came and he just hugged me and and he gave me a big kiss on the cheek and and I said I just needed that so bad and you know he just held me as long as until I broke the hug and he's 15 and for a 15 year old boy to recognize that just made me think, you know what, my daughter and her husband did something right, you know, Mm -hmm. this is it. And I, I, it warmed my heart. So I get exactly what you're talking about.
1: How about that? We get so much love from my grandparents, right? Yes, yes. (laughs) I get so much love from them. And I'm really, you know, that's why I love spending time with them because they, I call them my sunshines, and I have four grandchildren. my two daughters both have two, uh, uh, children. He, my daughter and my son-in-law and, um, uh, my, my mother, my younger daughter, they each have two children. Each of each, they both have a boy and a girl. No, so, I um, I am a, definitely a big family person. I'm a definitely a proud mom. Um, and I'm definitely, um, a proud grandma and those grandma hugs, a very 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 important you know yes. and even I'm just I'm just a, I'm a hugger period
0: <laughs> yeah me too and and that's why COVID was so you know keep your distance and I'm like I can't anymore <laughs> you know <laughs> you just have yeah. to get that love because it changes the world it changes yeah, the does. energy it changes the whole vibration and and it's so important I know you have a story in you that you can't wait to share with us. If you want to be a featured guest on the Walk of Life podcast, just go to the show notes and we will get back to you. I want to talk about here, you're a global leader of the World Women Conference and Award and Young Leaders Club. So do you want to tell us about that?
1: Um, yes, I am um, part of the World Women's Conference and Award um, organization, which is uh, under the leadership and foundership of Regna Sinekis. She is the founder, and I served as, uh, I have served as the um, global leader of the Young Leaders Club for going on two years now, and um, that's working with I developed the programming. Um, the um, events, the monthly events that we have, um, uh, get speakers, uh, try to engage with our young people, try to give them a voice. I even, when we ended the year last year, I had the uh, You Speak Out podcast team as the co as they hosted the event, the virtual event. So these events are virtual because we're dealing with people all over the world. So we meet once a month on uh, the third, usually the third Saturday in the morning, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 1230. And we um, focus on various uh, topics. Last year, our theme was New Year, New You. Find your voice and your life's choice. And this year, I think, is a panoramic view of 2022. And what's that, what that is talking about is talking about an expanded view of the year of 2022. We want to enlarge the territory of our youth and young adults. We wanna be able to provide them with greater and uh, broader um, opportunities to network with young people around the world. We wanna be able to provide them with more uh, mentors and, and training and skills development. So it's a panoramic view of 2022 through media, creative arts, And skills development. So those are the areas which we're targeting. And so when we launched it, um, uh, uh, we did um, creative arts and we had a a performing professional performing, two performing artists, one was an actress. Um, and the other one um, Richard Brooks Smith and then the other one um, late in banta, he is from London. He's a professional singer and uh, world winning singer. So he uh, Regney had them come in um, and they were um, speaking into our young people, telling them about how it is in the entertainment industry in the TV industry, how to you know get into the business, things of that nature. So our last one was media. We was doing you know opened it up for video. Um, interviews and things. So we're doing different things to be able to give them the platform to be able to have an expanded and broader view of of, of their year and make their year greater for them and open them up to opportunities. And so those are the things that um, some of the things that we do. But last year was a great success. And this year we're looking for, um, we're also developing a youth council. We're looking for young people who want to be a part of helping to create these events, helping to co-host the events, helping to run our social media as far as updating the Young Leaders Club, the World Women's Conference Award, Young Leaders Club, Facebook page, because these are all the things that I'm doing. So I want them to take ownership, you know, and to be a part of developing those leadership skills in their lives. So we have great opportunities um, available. We've had wonderful, Performing the um last year, some of the performing artists we had was like the Mako Girls. They there they just reached one million on TikTok recently, and their video was on the Oscars.
0: Wow, <laughs> the Oscars That's had this fabulous. like
1: oh. Had this ball going around with a whole bunch of it and their video was on the Oscar. So we're, you know, we're
0: we we connecting them with people that's inspiring, you know? That's for sure. That's so exciting. Wow, because I see also you have a vision of impacting one million youth. And I think you're well on your way. (laughs)
1: Listen, to God be the glory. That is something that um I had that prayer the year before. Regnate um, elevated me because at first when I started out in the World Women's Conference and Award, I started out as the um, Atlanta chapter domestic violence and youth advocate. So um, after I uh, joined and did that, and I Regnate um, interviewed me on how to dominate the decade, and after the interview she we talked, and that's when she elevated me and promoted me to the uh, the global leader. And so that prayer was definitely uh that's something that god was answering because how how else are you going to be able to reach women youth outside of you going global mm-hmm. you got to be able to be global so yeah that 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 was um something that i definitely was like thank god you're on your way <laughs> wow.
0: Well, you're quite a woman. Um, you talk a little bit about carrying pain from past trauma, and this detours them from their true life's purpose. And you can help get them past this. Do you? And then I've got four steps here that you've um, that you've created for them. Do you want to go into some detail about that?
1: Um, the four specific steps you. Read them to me because I don't know exactly everything that I put in the chapter verbatim. For Um, sure, for
0: sure. There's four steps to move forward. So one is hard work pays off mm -hmm. and the second remain humble. Three is cultivate and maintain your heart as a servant and four is stay connected and never stop learning.
1: Yes. So those are steps that I think that apply to to any and everyone. We need to be able to um, implement those things in our life so that we can be able to. First of all, when you're talking about um, remaining, just this, this is focus on remaining humble. Okay. We live in a world that's all about us, a very selfish world. So, in order for us to be able to uh, uh, be the leader, that because this book is all about women, visionary women leaders discovering the greatness within you. What we have to remember is that we're on an assignment. This is about purpose, who we're assigned to. So if if, if, if we're doing things that it's just all about us, that's the first error right there. We have to understand that we're gonna go through things and sometimes some of our past pain and traumas and our hurt and the things that we've experienced, they are catalysts and they're stepping stones to help us to get to the place of where we can turn around and be healed and then be able to pour into other people. So if we think that it's all about us, and that's one of the things that's big for young people because we live in a very, 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 it's all about me, just get to the top, you know, we do whatever it takes and that's all good, but we have to understand that we need one another. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, we can't be big headed about the even the talent that you have. The talent and the skills that you have, they come from God. I don't care how much you pay somebody to train you and things like that. The ability in order to retain that skills and all that, that comes from God. There are certain things that are uh, in my hands that I didn't go to school to learn how to do. God has just downloaded them into me and put them in my spirit and me as a person to be able to create programming, to be able to have administrative skills, to be able to put things together and be able to sharpen, you know, this and writing. It just flows. These are things that I I have to understand that their skills and talents, yes, that I have, but they're not for me to be boastful. They're from yes, have confidence, but that's different than. Than being boastful. The Bible says that uh, um, a haughty spirit before pride goes, there's a, a pride to go up before a fall and a pride to go up before destruction, excuse me, and a haughty spirit before a fall. So, what that's saying is that we get too prideful, look out because something's going to end up tripping us up because we've lost our way. We've lost our vision. We have to stay connected. Even when you was talking about um, COVID 19. It's the separation the isolation so many people felt isolated we couldn't see our families we couldn't see our friends our children couldn't go to school our grandchildren had to do social uh, 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 instruction and, and, and homeschooling and learning from home and it was just separation people didn't want to touch each other even if you wanted to it was like
0: I know everybody scared but <laughs>
1: Or, or the six feet, what's up? So that in order for us to thrive as humans, we need that connection. Yeah. We need that that that. Not every everybody's not like that. Some people don't like to be tough. Some people don't like to be close. I'm, was, because I'm a hugger and I'm a person who loves people, that's something. But people in general were made to be filled up with the, the connection from one another. So the disconnection that's taken place during this the pandemic is something that has affected a lot of people, even their mental capacity. As I don't think nobody went through this pandemic without some type of mental challenge, let me say. Mm -hmm. I think we all have. I don't care how great you are, how much money you make. Your money does not determine what's going on up in here. It doesn't determine what's going on in here. You know what I'm saying? Your money can't buy you um, um, a peace of mind. It can definitely pay your bills and give you a beautiful place to stay. But you know how many people live in places like that and they're tormented?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, part, sorry, part of your oh, Remain yeah. Humble, you said always treat people the way they want to be treated. And, you know, we've learned that backwards, but you've got it right. It's like, treat them the way you want to be treated. No, treat them the way they want to. I love that.
1: And guess what? The way they want to be treated. So now, 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 this is a thing. If they want to be treated negatively, that's not what you want to do. But okay. I'm talking about positive. The thing about it is, is we want to treat people how we want to be treated but your love language is not mine.
0: Yes,
1: yes. Just because you like words of affirmation and gifts of service don't mean I do. I like physical touch and quality time. Not that I don't like some words of affirmation and some gifts gifts or acts of service, but that's not my top tier. That's not how I get through. That's not how um, the way you may want to speak to me may not be the way that I can receive it. So we have to take the time to be able to understand that communication is more than just you spewing out what you think somebody should, just because that's the way you want. You might've been talked down to all your life and that's all you know how to do. So that's what you're giving the people. No, you have to understand that everyone's an individual and building relationships, healthy relationships is all about healthy communication, which is about hearing, and understanding how people want to be treated.
0: Yes, correct. Let's go. I'm just going to back up to your number one. Hard work pays off. And I love this. We live in a microwave society. And how can that get any truer? We want stuff before now. We can't even wait till the microwave dings. We just, everything's drive-through. Everything's instant. Talk to me about that.
1: Well, hard work pays off. There's some things that I've seeded into the ground years ago. Some are just beginning to take on fruit. When I um, when I was um, recently last month, February 16th, I was presented with an honorary doctorate degree. That didn't just happen overnight. That was from hard work paying off.
0: Yeah, yeah. that was
1: from years and years and years over a decade or more years. Of s- actually, <laughs> I've been working with you for over 30 years, at oh, least 30 years goodness. or so, since I was in my twenties. So, um, hard work, the society we live in today, people's, you know, um, there's this whole thing with Kim called this, you know, where she talking about people don't want to work hard and people are looking at her like, You got all everything probably handed to you, and you talking about people don't want to work hard. I'm not afraid of hard work, I've been a hard worker all my life.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: But sometimes, to encourage young people, it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, we have to put the work in.
0: Yeah,
1: sometimes to encourage adults. You've been working on this for a long time. Don't give up. Your hard work will pay off. Like I just told you about the Mako girls. Mm -hmm. They're an Atlanta girl group, three sisters, who we know very well. They like family to us. We've toured together. They've been performing. My son and them have been performing on the stages together since they were teenagers. And my son is 23 now. They're like his little sisters. They had to put in so much hard work even doing not just in their performances and their interviews and all that, but on TikTok, in order for them to grow their TikTok to a million, Mm. you know how much hard work they had? But look, they just had their video on the Oscars. Hard work is sometimes it don't feel like it, Cheryl, because sometimes we've been working on stuff. For so long and we've been praying to God for the breakthrough and for God to open up the door, but hang in there. Yeah. God work, it pays off.
0: It sure does. So number three, let's talk, cultivate and maintain your heart as a servant. It's your calling, it's not about you.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I kind of talked about that in the, in the, in the be humble part. Um, we have to remember that what we're going through or what we have gone through is not about us. Yeah. And it happens to us. So that's the hard part that we go through the pain, Cheryl. We go through the trauma. We go through the disappointments. We go through the misunderstandings. We go through the, 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 the broken fellowship, broken relationship. We go through those things. But we have to understand that in the end, God can use those to be able to get the glory and to bless somebody else's life. And somebody might say, Well, why do I have to be (laughs) the hallmark for it? Because you had chosen, because he knew that you would be able to do it. Yeah. It is about your assignment. It's about the purpose, the reason why you've been called. And a lot of times your pain is, does become your purpose. Your mess becomes your message. A lot of times our, our rough road, are stepping stones to get us to that place, to be able to pour into someone else and to let somebody else know I survived that you can too. Yeah. A hundred
0: percent. That is just beautiful. So number four, is stay connected and never stop learning. Now, my little saying for that is uh, live like you're going to die today. But learn like you never will. Because you just want to learn forever. You know, there's always something to challenge you. There's always something to keep you going. And you just every day you learn something new. So, you know, talk Do you want to talk about that with me.
1: Well, never stop learning. We have to remember that in this life that we live in today, it's a constant um, change. (laughs) Technology is constantly moving. You got this, you got that. Even with our phones, Mm -hmm. these things are constantly changing. And and I was on another interview earlier this month, and I said, I declare that these cell phone companies put something in the network by, by you spend all of that money on these phones and then by the second year, stuff start going wrong. (laughs) It's like, you have to keep updating and even the phone itself, you have to keep updating. Every so often they'll send you an update. So you have to keep updating your life. You have to keep updating your knowledge. You have to keep updating your own downloads. You have to keep updating, you know, what it is that makes you effective and relatable because a lot of times, what was happening last year may not be what's happening this year when it comes to technology we have new apps we have new platforms we have new things that's going on and what we have to do is continue to invest in ourselves yeah take that webinar you know take that class take that time to study take that time to learn get that book you know support somebody and get that book to help You know, help them and help yourself at the same time, you know. So we have to continue to keep that hunger to keep learning. And also, I want
0: to say this: don't be afraid to learn from our younger people. I have to when it comes to technology (laughs) for my grandson. During the pandemic, there
1: were so many teachers that had to learn from the younger people. They had to learn from their students how to work Zoom and Google Meets and all They they didn't know how to, some of them did not know how to do a lot of that. So we have to be open to be able to still learn from even our younger generations. Yes, we are the elders. Yes, we're the teachers. Yes, we, you know, we're the ones that, uh, uh, Pave the way, but we have to be able to stay open to learning even from those that are younger. You go yeah. to school, a lot of the teachers today, they're coming out of college, they're young. They're not, yes. a lot of them are not old, old, old. You got a lot of young teachers today, you know? Yeah. And when you go into businesses, you have a lot of young big people running corporations and young running in high positions. We have to be able to not be stuck.
0: Yeah. I think my problem with this technology growth too is i'm scared to touch a button in case i wipe out everything i just did where is you know it? you get these kids today and they're beep popping around and everything is moving so fast it's like slow down i can't and even can understand can, what you're doing what i usually say is you can usually all usually you
1: can undo what you did so don't <laughs> don't don't panic Just know that some kind of way you can usually undo something (laughs) that was done. That's an error. So yeah, it's constantly moving, you know, it's constantly, uh, listen, I'm telling you, social media has taken over the world. Yes. And if you're not a social media person, you know, business is done on social media. People are becoming millionaires off of TikTok and off of YouTube and people becoming famous and it's, it's, it's crazy it is really crazy and um i do a little bit of stuff on social media and i um i'm just really excited i just got news i apply i had applied for um a brand a style uh ambassador influencer at my job and um i just got accepted to the program
0: <laughs> wow that's exciting so-
1: yeah, I mean, it's not taking me out of what I do on a day to day basis, but it's going to open me up to a whole new world on a on a professional level of being an influencer on wow. social media. And I you. just actually opened up the email before I came on with you. So that's hot off the press. You
0: well, know? wow, no wonder you're so happy <laughs> at this. Well, you're always happy. You're the queen of smoochies. <laughs> I want to talk about you for a little minute here. It's uh, about growing up in Brooklyn, if you only knew my story, and uh, moved to Atlanta to build from ground zero, and that's where your company, Pain to Purpose, was birthed. So can you tell us a little bit about you?
1: Well, Pain to Purpose was actually really birthed kind of before, uh, on the heels of me coming down from <clears throat> New York City. Um, came down on a, uh, after a very, very, very um, difficult and dark time in my life the ending of my marriage and um having to go through a lot of different um I went through counseling a lot of my son uh, I stayed in counseling for a year and a half my son for three years and um my daughter my young my oldest daughter was already down here making her life and my baby girl she was in counseling for a while and then she came down here as well Um, so My son and I were the last ones to come down. So we came down in a very time of crisis. Very difficult time. Had to leave a lot back there and came down to rebuild from ground zero. You know, and when you have to rebuild from ground zero, um, it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a lot of pain. It's a lot of uh, um, healing that needs to be done. There's a lot of... um, um, uncertainty about certain things, but the uncertainty of what we know is never a uncertainty with God. I knew that God had us. I knew that God would, was with us. Um, he said He would never leave me nor forsake me. He would be with me until the ends of this world. So that was my trust in Him. However, I would physically, you know, mentally, emotionally, I was just, you know, in, in not in the, the healthiest of place because I was. Marriage of almost twenty years, you know, just had to leave it. So, um, I um, my work was birthed through um, my pain, from pain to purpose. That's what God birthed in me. And um, uh, I w- was a client of the New York City Family Justice Center, and um, that's under the umbrella of the, domestic, the, the Mayor's Office to Combat Domestic Violence. And we got a lot of our resources through them counseling, everything that we needed was done through them. Even my um, divorce was done through them. And um, uh, I gave, when I finished um, my uh, time as a client, I wanted to give back. So I became a volunteer. So I volunteered for a year in, the, in New York. And bef- after that year, the reason why I stopped volunteering is because I moved down here. But before I came down here, they saw in me something special and they wanted to send me to San Antonio, Texas for four days for training as a domestic violence advocate. And I became, I went to training for four days We trained with all branches of society. I mean, I'm talking your medical, your law, your judges, your lawyers, your uh, everyone that represents your medical fields, nurses, doctors, Uh, people in human resources, every police department, you know, fire department, every branch of the community was there for training, for advocacy training, for training um, um, from the Family Justice Center um, that came from um, California to run that four day event. And I learned so much there and left there as a validated domestic domestic violence um, advocate. And that's where From Pain the Purpose was birthed. And shortly soon, not long after that, you know, I transitioned down here. And I actually had my first, did my first event back home in New York before I left at my church called, um, it was a Domestic Violence Awareness Day, where we worked with branches of the community and even the New York City Family Justice Center, they were part of it. They gave the church a proclamation. We brought in uh, city officials and things of that nature, gave a proclamation to the church for the uh, recognition of the work of doing that day. So um, that was the beginning of me launching From Pain to Purpose. And when I've transitioned down here, July 2011, my first event was October 2011. So we've been working and seeding into the soil for over 10 years now. Uh, uh, this past July 2021 was my 10th year. I did a whole photo shoot and a whole you know, celebration to celebrate and mark that time of being here um, and seeding into the soil from the very, I mean, I came July, August, September, October. In three months, I had my first event. So, and it was a domestic violence film screening and I partnered with a church, um, uh, Stronghold Christian Church and we had it there. So we've been doing rallies and events and some of everything down here. I've traveled and spoke in different places and churches and businesses I've worked with. Uh, the 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 DeKalb County CEO's office. I sat on their youth their youth board for years. I've worked with the D- District Attorney's office of Calhoun County, the U.S. Attorney's office. I've worked with so many churches and spoken and uh, gone in colleges. I worked with the Cal Early College Academy for years, working in the um with our events that we brought to the school to partner with them. Our healing Pages through the arts. Uh, youth spot, Teen Spotlight Awards. At that first, it was open mic night. So we did the open mic nights. And then after that, we branched into the Team Spotlight Awards, which is now the Youth Spotlight Awards. So From Pain to Purpose has gone from just a small local vision of just wanting to help women and children suffering in silence to a now not just a national, not just a local and national, but a global Resource to our community of women, men, and to our youth. So to God be the glory. I did not see where God was taking me, but I am so humbled and so honored for all of the opportunities, including this one, Cheryl, to be a guest on Walk of Life. I mean, that's what it's all about. It's about life, it's about helping people transition from that place of pain, to be able to walk into a new life of purpose,
0: mm-hmm. knowing
1: that their life is not over. And yes, we started out with domestic violence and teen, then teen dating violence, but it's branched into just empowerment. Whatever your pain is, that's where we can help you transition from place of pain to purpose. And transformation that's why I consider myself a transformational speaker because when we motivate, we get excited, we hear a speaker, we get, oh yeah, I'm gonna do it. And then life hits us in the face and then we stop and we fall down and we backtrack. But when something is transformed, it's changed. It doesn't go back to that former state. And yeah. not to say that you won't have challenges, not to say that those things may not try to rear head again, but you you have changed. And you know that you can still pursue the purpose for which you have been called into this earth.
0: That is so beautiful. It's so beautiful. This is a beautiful interview. And you are definitely walking in your superpower. (laughs) (laughs) You are definitely doing that. Um, The last one is... um, be determined to remain resilient during the time of crisis in our changing world. And I think we've covered that a lot with, you know, with the COVID times and and what you're doing with the youth and, and my hat is off to you a hundred times. You are an amazing woman and I know you're humble and won't take that for yourself, but you do have a part in it. (laughs) So I want to just thank you for letting me get to know you because I'm honored to know you. You're just a beautiful woman. Thank you so much,
1: Cheryl. I am honored to be here with you this evening. I'm honored to be able to be on your platform as one of the co-authors of Visionary Women Leaders, Discovering the Greatness Within You. And I want us all to be great. You know, they have this thing. They won't let me be great. But you know what? Being great is all about waking up winning every day. My son and I were co-authors in a, um, another book collaboration. He was the youngest author at 20. And um, he, uh, the, the name of the book is Wake Up Winning No Matter What because losing is not an option. And that's all about a mindset. <laughs> it's all about a mindset. So we have to be able, and that's uh, under the visionary um, Wanda D. Hollis, the motivational queen. She was the visionary of that book, Mm -hmm. and we were there. Was like twenty other co twenty co authors, and it's just about because life is. We know life has challenged us greatly, but I just want everybody to know you can do it. I have a saying: make it, do what it do, and don't stop, won't stop, and the grind don't stop. We have to continue on. But take that time to refresh, reset when it's needed. Take that time to take care of you so that you can, because you can't pour from an empty cup. Yes. That's we cannot right. pour from an empty cup. We have to be able to refill ourselves so that we can continue to give out. So um, I'm thank, I am thank you again for this time. I, it's been, a, like you said, a beautiful interview. I'm grateful to be here. And um, I pray that everyone continues to expand in their own walk of life.
0: Oh well, I would love to have you back. Apparently there's a lot for of you to talk about continuously. <laughs> so I would love to have you back if you would love to come. Can you tell Certainly. our guests how to find you and how to, you know, get a hold of you for whatever they need?
1: Certainly. You can reach me through Linktree. All of my social media is on Linktree. It's uh L-I-N-K-T-R dot E forward slash lions A-L-Y-O-N-S-6-3. Um, so um, yeah, you can get all of my social media, everything is, is connected to Linktree. So look me up. Even you can get a, a free um, consultation with me to be able to see how we can serve you and um, how we can work together. And I'm definitely looking for people to be a part of our Uh, new program that we have coming up um, for our our, our rebuilding of the generational divide between our elders and our youth. It takes a village.
0: Yes, it does take a village and hopefully this message will get out to many people globally and they will reach out and, and figure out how they can do something in their little village wherever they are. So that's beautiful. So um you will also have your details on my misscheryl.com website so if people want to come there to find you as well I'll, I'll put you there under the book visionary women leaders you'll be listed there so thank you again for all your beautiful time and I've enjoyed this It's just been such a fantastic day so I'm going to wake up tomorrow I'm going to wake up winning <laughs> that's right that's right tomorrow
1: is Wednesday so it's wake up. It's winning Wednesday. I mean, every day you should be winning, but Wednesday is my winning Wednesday. And I usually put out a winning word Wednesday. I didn't last week because I was on the weather, but I usually put out something on a word or some type of inspiration um, under my Queen of Scooch's brand for winning Wednesday.
0: So look out for it. Beautiful. Look out. I'm sure it's going to be a smacker. (laughs) Anyway, this is Cheryl. thank you too (laughs) that's what i always do and i sign my name in a heart see (laughs) i see
1: i see i was looking at that
0: (laughs) yeah i like it that's i lead from my heart as well i can feel that in you so thank you we're gonna sign off so it's cheryl Thibault from the walk of life and i want to again thank dr amber lyons for being our special featured guest today and until next time bye for now